This is a Stand Up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Hey everybody, Raylan Casper White here, still reporting to you from the Middle East. Had a fascinating interview last week, I hope you guys checked it out. I got some interesting responses from people, because obviously it's such a sensitive subject. I interviewed a uh, former Palestinian militant, uh, Suli Khatib, who was in, in prison for um, stabbing and wounding two Israeli soldiers, and uh, and once in prison underwent a transformation and and learned about the Holocaust, uh, and kind of now engages in nonviolent peace activism. He's got an organization called Combatants for Peace. So I've co- I'm getting responses, people that are sensitive, because we joked about some stuff and joked about his prison time and joked about some things that some people may find sensitive, but I was just kind of gauging where he was at. It's his life story, and if he felt comfortable joking about it, it was cool with me, then I went along for the ride. You guys know I'm a, a fun-loving, at times, goofy gal. I, I try not to uh, get too inappropriate, but it, it's inevitable. Um, but then other people found it offensive that he learned about the hall. It's just very conf- confusing to me, but it, that's the whole, maybe part of the problem is that people's, you know, I don't want to say problem. Here I am again, dancing around words and semantics, but sensitivity. I'm like, the end result is you abandoning violence and engaging in nonviolent peace activism. How is that, how is that a bad outcome? Whatever, whatever it may be that led to it. But it's a very powerful interview, I think, and, and fun, too, in, in kind of a disturbing, <laughs> delightful way, as all my interviews are. So please check that one out. But now on the, on the not the flip side, really, but uh, I'm still in Israel, and which is also known as the startup nation of the, as a startup nation, just known as startup nation. There is a bazillion startups here. There's a bazillion startups here. There's a whole book written about why Israel has um, uh, given birth to so many startups, what is it about the culture and stuff. And so I tried to narrow it down to a couple and talk to some some CEOs and founders of some startups. And this one I found particularly delightful because it battles loneliness, something I suffer even though I have 9 million kids uh, and deal with people all day long. I want to fucking shoot myself, but I still get lonely. Isn't that ironic? It's like when people say they're lonely in New York City. You're like, yes, it's possible. You don't have to be living on some, you know, lone cabin in Montana to get lonely. So I found this one interesting. It's called Wisdo, and I hope you enjoy this episode of X-Ray. Love you all. Let's do this. Okay, I'm coming close, okay? Let's do it. Boaz, I'm coming close, nice and snug. I know you're a married man. But she's going to understand. Yeah, she's a liberal. Uh, she grew up in a kibbutz. Polyamory? Poly- those kibbutzniks? Uh, something like that, yeah. yeah. Okay. She, okay. You know, she grew up with goats and, and cattle. I have spooned a goat. I talk about that openly on my podcast. I haven't fucked an animal, but I have spooned goats on occasion. We have taken this on a very festive turn right off the bat. Uh, Boaz is drinking coffee. Israeli coffee. Israelis are very proud of the fact that Starbucks didn't survive here. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, we chased them away. Yeah, it's like, oh, you Americans with your shitty drip coffee. You know, people are just uh, used to making their own coffee and uh, paying uh, something reasonable and uh, and drinking a lot of it. It's, it's sort of the Italian kind of... Um, right, like the men in suits, like sipping that espresso yeah, exactly. before rushing to yeah, not exactly. work, to yeah. go home to their moms and be fed <laughs> pasta at fucking 10 a.m. Yeah, instead of pasta, that would be hummus, but uh, otherwise the metaphor is perfect. Hummus, I got to tell you, I like the hummus. Um, I went to an Arab restaurant, don't get angry, but I went to an Arab restaurant and I had some with the raw onion in the fucking morning. They yeah. shut down at like 10 a.m. They're closed. Mm-hmm. Hummus is a dinner snack. No, it's not. It's actually um, originally um, for people who wake up at five in the morning and, and go to work in whatever, like labor at okay. 530 in the morning. So 
it needs to pump them up on uh you know protein and gas uh, protein and uh yeah carb <laughs> carbs <laughs> carbs it is good though is it a lot of carbs in hummus no but the pita the pita bread yeah. pita yeah. bread's hummus stuff the pitas here are phenomenal yeah you know in in, in america um, where i come from that tiny little place mm-hmm. on the other side of the planet mm-hmm. they have pita bread they sell at the supermarket it's pretty much just a like stale bread that someone sat on it's oh, terrible sounds, that sounds delicious it is it's yeah. delight no but then you come here and you discover it's like a pillow mm. i mean literally I, I literally opened one up put my head in and took a nap i mean so amazing it really was delightful full disclosure i had an amazing interview with boaz two days ago we sat in the park where i interviewed also suli khatib the uh the palestinian former militant turned peace activist and I, I spent an hour with you. I took an hour of your time and then realized I didn't press the record button. So everybody knows and loves me, but knows that I'm a little bit of a Luddite. And I'm not technically inclined. I'm now holding a microphone the size of my last lover, just kind of shifting <laughs> the microphone back and forth here like a fucking idiot instead of having two mics. I miss Matt. I miss Matt in my studio in New York City. But that's the price you pay when you come to the Middle East. That's all I have to say. Boaz Gaon. Uh, Gaon, I looked it up because I couldn't fucking pronounce it. It means genius. A little bit on the pretentious side, because I'm assuming you were not born with that name. Some One of your d- grandfathers decided to, to make that up and take that on? Yeah, well, you know, it's originally from, um, you know, Spain uh, in the 15th century where, uh, you know, Spain was had a very big Jewish population. Right. In the 15th century, they were all kicked out of, out of Spain. This is 1492. Um, they were kicked out with the Inquisition. Yes, See, is, I know my history. That is true. Well done. That's very Thank impressive. You. Thank you. Um, and uh, you know, Gaon uh, was sort of a name that was given to writers um, and um, you know poets. And 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 my, I guess that you know the ancestor, those ancestors were men of letters. I love it. People of letters. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there was a lady yeah. of letters there too. Yeah, I don't know that they was because you know uh, Spain in the 15th century uh, was right. pretty chauvinist. Yeah, um, it hasn't changed that much. I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, you know, especially in Jewish Orthodox kind of societies right, uh, of the right. 15th century. So, um, so yeah, so the name is there. It's it's not it. It literally means genius, but it, like the origins is sort of um, you know a person of letters, a poet, a historian, or something. I like that that they 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 well I think that the Jewish um, culture has always esteemed uh, academics and and study right the people of the book yeah it's, it's true. not less craftsmanship less artisans more like yeah that's who you call the genius you don't call the guy who's you know whatever building the Notre Dame a genius yeah. he's just a laborer but you call the guy who's writing a bunch of poems a genius yeah because he's using the same um, you know raw material that was used to create the Bible uh, which like is the book. Um, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's it's you know, <laughs> I got it on Amazon. Has a, has a surprising ending, <laughs> but um, you know, the, and, and the whole culture is kind of you know built around this one book and the fact that these guys, um, you know, these poets, these historians, these writers were able to write in the language of the Bible, sort of put them in a whole other level in terms of their social kind of standing compared to someone who's just whatever you know, making money, okay. uh, which is why, you know, the culture celebrated them. And also, you know, um, Jews, you know, throughout the years were sort of either forbidden from or, uh, you know, got them in trouble if they were kind of very successful in kind of, you know, craftsmanship or, you know, sort of were competition. Right. The Catholics were like, we're the fucking painters. We're yeah. doing the chapels. Chaim. Yeah. Shlomo. Shlomo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, welcome to Israel. Thank you. The reason I brought you here, um, you're a delightful man, uh, and and the co- you, you you reek of like good coffee. I can tell it's quality. I can tell it's not Starbucks coffee. I can tell you're not emanating Starbucks coffee um, smell. 
I've read a lot about Israeli startups, and I read that book, Startup Nation, what it makes Israelis better at, you know, not better, but why they're succeeding so much. They have more startups per capita than any country outside of Silicon Valley, which is astounding, because I know that Israel, because, you know, how it came into being, had to think outside the box and had no resources and all that. And Israelis are also very pushy and aggressive and delightful and sensual. I've slept with a few um, over the last couple of weeks, but they're... um they're really kind of they don't they don't abide by the rules and they just kind of go and they and you know and you have you've had a bunch of startups but now you're working on a startup that was very interesting to me called Wizdo uh, and it's not like cheese whiz it's W I S D O correct or with a Z is it S or a Z uh, Ness yeah, okay like, wi- like wisdom like mm-hmm. wisdom right wisdom of the crowd so to speak right that's a term in in that world of startups yep. I'm learning the fucking term you guys love your terminology project managers wisdom of the crowd flow whatever anyway. Um, Tell me a little bit about Wisdo. Uh, when I when I read about it, I realized it's trying to kind of combat loneliness and connect people mm-hmm. via the internet versus you know what? Because I know Facebook's trying to connect people; they just want to try and connect your personal information and DNA profile to their sponsors, but mm-hmm. in a better way, in a more altruistic way. So, if you can just kind of explain to me in general. Sure, uh, happy to. Um, so, Wisdo um, is a you know startup and platform that basically connects people based on similar life experiences and helpfulness rather than their you know social um, circle. So, to to break this down, make this really simple. Facebook and other social networks basically connect you to friends and friends of friends and friends of friends of friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, what's driving the connections is people that you know and people that they know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What Wisdo does is we connect you to people that you don't know and are not your friends, and chances are that you're never going to meet them, but you really should get to know them, and they should become your friends because you and them have been through similar things in life. Uh, That's the first thing. The second thing is that we rank people not by how many friends they have or how many followers they have or, you know, the sort of high school popularity contest that exists. Yeah, who's hot and who's not, which is how Facebook started. But rather, we rank people by how helpful they've been to other people on the platform. So it's a whole different kind of online experience. Um, People come to us. The first thing that we ask them is, you know, what are you going through in life or what have you been through in life? So, you know, tell us that so we can connect you to people who've been there. Uh, They onboard into the product, which means they join the product. Um, They click through. Um, you know, lists of specific moments or steps that are part of that experience that have been determined by other people, which is why, you know, the wisdom of the crowds plays a part in this. And we use that, um, you know, information to immediately, instantly match them to someone out there in the world who answers to three criteria. One is he's been there. So he's been in their shoes. He or she. He or she has been in their shoes. Um, Two, um, he or she is helpful. Um, so they've helped other people on the platform okay. and have earned a high helpfulness score. Uh, and thirdly, they're available to help and chat right now. So within seconds, you click, we find that person, you immediately chat with that person, have an amazing conversation. Chances are that's going to be one of the best conversations you've ever had online. And then the third part of this is that we try to encourage you to start help, helping others um, and finish the cycle by um, not only opening up to someone who's been there, but also you know, helping others who's, who are there now. And the more you do that, the higher you rank, you earn a helper badge, a guide badge, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how the platform works. Now, what uh, what is the most popular, like what life experience has needed the most uh, guidance in your experience? Um, so I would say three big buckets. One is mental health. Um, depression. Depression, anxiety, loneliness, heartbreak, PTSD, all of those. 
Uh, and these are not licensed health professionals. These are just your average Joe. Um, they're average Joes who've been super helpful to other people. And I mean like 50, 60 other people who've give them, given them a high helpfulness score, which is, you know, how they earn the right or the, you know, the pleasure of helping other people. You have to earn your right to be there. You can't just, you know, fake your way to becoming a helper. And they get nothing out of it. This is complete altruism, so to speak. That is true. What they get is recognition. They also get, um, you know, the, the satisfaction of helping other people and reading them saying thank you. Um, and also we do invest in their skill set. So we... Um, you know, organize like monthly skill building sessions with psychologists and, and, you know, other people. And they feel that really helping them, helping other people. So um, to your question, the experiences in the platform really reflect the demographic and age groups of the people on um, right. on the platform. Okay. So to date, uh, we've had about 750, 800,000 downloads. Um, wow. and the age group is the 18 to 34 kind of age group. Interesting. That young, huh? Okay. You know, obviously people who download new apps and new products tend to be younger. Right. So, uh, you know, that is sort of the first wave of users that, that have gotten, um, into the product. So, so the experience on the platform reflect what these guys are going through right now. So it turns out that the major kind of types of experiences that they're, um, you know, going through, um, are either from you know, mental health related experiences, I said. The second is relationships. So falling in love, uh, getting married, um, you know, getting divorced, adopting a child, okay. all of those. And the third is uh, self-improvement or self-growth kind of experiences. Like the hippy-dippy shit. Yeah, that's one way to put it. The other <laughs> way to put it is, uh, you know, you're feeling down. You want to you want to feel better about yourself. You want to feel better about your body. You want to sleep better. Right. You want to feel less stressed. So all these experiences are on the platform and people want to speak to other people who've gone through these experiences and were able to self-improve. Okay. So my question is, as someone who's very codependent, I would probably have a bad experience with someone and still say they were helpful just because I feel bad saying they're not helpful because the, the fact is that people are trying so it's also very painful for a, a helper or potential guide to kind of give their time and then suddenly get low rankings yeah. like what do they is there a therapist for those people and saying why am i not helpful i'm trying to be helpful and then it sends them back into depression even though they got out of it in the first place that's a very good comment um well uh negative reviews are not published um and people don't know if they were negatively reviewed um they do know if they've received a positive review so okay. if they received a four or five um, star review. They, yeah, but then they know they haven't gotten any positive reviews. That's true. <laughs> they know that they haven't gotten any positive reviews. They know that, um, you know, that maybe, you know, they should try harder, um, but... Um, well, maybe they don't know they how. Do. And they do. And, okay. and, and you know, in, the, in these conversations, people say thank you and you really helped me out. So, um, you know, we try to um, encourage them to you know, be better, become better at better at helping other people. And wouldn't it be awesome if we could fill this world with people who are trying to help other people and, and do it in a better way, um, which is what we're trying to do, essentially. Well, it's also like, I wonder if I wanted to ask, would it, is it like acceptable on the site to say, hey, was I helpful? Do you mind answering a few questions to me, giving me some feedback about my help? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we see people doing that in, at the end of the conversations. What if also, my problem is I suffer from being an asshole? Well, um, is there a is there a group for that? You know, um, like sociopath or kind of just a douche? No. Well, you know, one thing that we that we've 
done is um, to you know really increase the safety and, and you know sense of trust uh, on the platform is that if you are an asshole or a douche and if you insist on your right of to being that repeatedly right. to other Douchery. people, right. you're gonna be kicked out. Okay. Uh, you're gonna be warned once and then you're gonna be suspended. Just like a child, we're going to say, you have 72 hours, <laughs> go away, think about what you did, and, may, and you know, get, acquainted with, get reacquainted with our code of, code of conduct. And then if you go back and do that again, you're going to be banned for life. So we, we have a very low tolerance to people who um, you know, join WISDO because they think they can just um, you know, hurt, douche away. Uh, yeah, hurt other people. This is, this is not the platform. Go away. Go to other platforms whose name I won't mention. You know, you can you can do your stuff there. Uh, Wisdo is for people who are interested in uh, finding help and helping other people. Now, are you uh, privy to the actual uh, chats and conversations? Do you ever review them? Are the people aware that maybe there's staff members that are reading and reading the feedback and all that stuff? The one-on-ones are totally private. We don't know what's going on there. Um, they could be scheduling a hookup. Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, good for them. Uh, you know, Except if they're sex addicts and they're on the site to kind of help with their sex addiction, but uh, hey, you know, if, if, if people are there for that, chances are that someone's going to flag them uh, okay. pretty quickly and they're going to be warned. Okay. Uh, but uh, what we do know is um, and look at uh, is what people write after the conversation about the conversation. Um, are they obligated to send feedback? Nope, they they're not. Uh, but when they do, um, you know, they know that it helps us do our job in a better way. Um, once they give four or five, um, you know, star reviews, we pop up these tags and we basically ask them, why was it so good? Uh, why was it so great? Um, and the two most frequently chosen tags are one great advice. And the second is speed of response. So this, this concept of instant buddy, you know, the instant match based on similarity of life experiences, you know, seems to be the right way to go. And also, if they give a low review, we also pop up tags and say, you know, how could it be, could have been better? Um, was it the match? Was it, you know, was it the speed of response? Was Do they it, know what they look like, the other person looks like, or is it just like an icon? Um, if the, um, you know, if the person on the other end of the conversation uploaded a picture to their profile, they would know that. Because I would choose, you know, I like, I judge a lot by people's faces and who I think can be helpful. I've been through a lot of therapists. That's very deep. No, no, but no, but I do believe you can tell a lot about person through their face. Not if they're like hot or not, but there's something about the eyes, the face. There's like I'm not talking about what's that terrible? What's that Nazi study about head shapes? Face. I don't know. I you don't, know what I'm talking uh, about, right? I'll Google it, but uh, whatever. Not, not that up to date with Nazi studies. Oh, that's all right. Well, you get on the get on the newsletter. But um, but I'm just saying, like, there's certain faces that are more welcoming for me that resonate. People that don't look like my mom, Phelan Casper White, or my dad. You know what I mean? People get triggered. You see a lot of people that fall in love with their clones because they're narcissists or they look like their moms. So that's, I think, that there's important. Uh, but maybe it is better to not know, and I don't want to judge somebody maybe because they look like a donut, you know what I mean? And so I don't want to talk about my weight issues. I don't know. Um, that sounds pretty amazing. It is It is actually pretty moving. Um, you know, we... Bringing out the best in people. Yeah, uh, and I think that there's a, you know, th- I think there's a maturity happening online with, like, you know, the first um, generation of... I mean, the first generation of kind of forums and all that was about... You know, just the magic of be, being able to chat online, right? Yeah, I remember like in the... AOL, Instant yeah, Messenger. Exactly. It's like, wow, I can't believe that. I'm speaking to someone on the other side of the world. That, that was kind of the first kind of magic. I think the second was, um, you know, the Facebooks of the world, um, the um, 
you know, the Reddit uh, of the world it was, was all about quantity, how many people you can connect to. I think the current, you know, in, in, the, in the online conversation kind of world or messaging world, I think what we're seeing now um, is people looking for quality um, conversations and quality connections. Um, so it's no longer about, you know, being able to connect to anyone on earth. We have that. It's about creating better, you know, connections with specific individuals that can help us get through life. And you see that almost in, you know, you see that in gaming. Uh, you see that in, you know, in online conversations. Um, you see, even see that in like, you know, WeWork and, and all these kind of... Uh, WeWork bugs the shit out of me. I yeah, mean, right. I, I, you know what? I get it. It's something about this whole... Not force connection. I get where you're coming from, and I get that it's almost a reaction to the quality of interactions. Even text message or people don't even write it, spell a full word, mm -hmm. or even in emails, there's no, you know, there's something nice about the speediness of it. There's, but there's no etiquette, and everything's on a very shallow level. Even from the dating and swiping, I mean, there's all that. Everything has been diluted, right? The conversations are everybody's disposable. It seems like if you have five thousand friends and you lose a thousand. Who gives a shit? There's another four. You know, same with the dating. If this date doesn't go well in two minutes, there's another 19 people I'm chatting with. But, so I don't like, everything feels uh, curated and forced. And maybe because it's a reaction. Maybe because people are more isolated now. Let's create a co-working space. Let's create a blah, 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 blah. And it feels manufactured to me, and it's too cute, and the offices are so cute, like cutely designed, and it's just too much. You know, and there's a ping pong fucking table when people yeah. are trying to work. It just feels well, like college dorm to me, and it's it just feels too um like the big person is kind of playing with the pawns. Like let's make them talk to each other. Let's yeah. make them work together. And I get that you you know you in this day of gig economy and startup, people like to network and be close to each other. I remember I read this article years ago in the New Yorker, I think, about how yeah, there was an MIT building that was close to another uh, building that had nothing to do with what the MIT people were doing mm -hmm. and what they learned from each other by interacting. And that was the first idea of, wow, interdisciplinary, mm -hmm. you know, communication that, that kind of sped the growth of each whatever field. Yeah. And so I get the, 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 the logic of having the HR department suddenly hang out by the thing with R&D and how does that serve, you know what I mean? But something about WeWork, and I know they own the world now. They're building, we live, we fuck, like it's all in one stop shop. Yeah. We, Walmart's in there inside the, anyway. Sorry, am I venting? Yeah, it's too no, much. The, the, uh, you know, the flip side of that, if we want to be like s somewhat um, optimistic, is that I think the concept. See, WeWork is really. Yeah, it was originally Israeli. Okay, okay. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love all of you. Great idea. Yeah. No, I mean, again, I, I the way I think about this is that the, um, and, you know, and, and there's that myth in, in art and myth in, like, in entrepreneurship and that, like, the, the myth of that one person who is able to, you know, overcome hardships and, like, reinvent you know that that doesn't exist in real life, and I think that people realize that you can't go at the, at, at it alone. And, and and you know, life is not smooth sailing. Starting a company is is really really hard, um, and you can't do it alone. Um, and you need that kind of environment to support you. Um, and it's not just any other person. You have to be surrounded by people who are like minded. Uh, are doing similar things where you can fall back on each other and, and learn from each other. And we're trying to do that in like in the space of online conversations. Um, that's the way I, I look at it. I like that. I think that uh, I would like to be a guide. I think I'd be too nervous about being rejected. 
like again, not getting enough positive reviews. Uh, it's also hard to 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 build a reputation, just like therapists getting new clients. You know what I mean? Like if I'm starting out and I don't have any reviews, how do I move up the ladder? How do I compete with these guides that have 700 positive reviews if I'm a newbie? Well, you know, take this um, to the real world, to the offline world. You know, if someone is going to come to you and say, hey, you know, I need your help, how would you help them? You you would intuitively know that you need to be, uh, you need to listen, right? right. You need to I'm be, a good listener. Yeah, you need to listen. You need to say things like, you know, um, you know, I feel you. I feel I'm sorry you're you. going I'm through sorry. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we, as human beings, we know how to do that. It's not, we don't have to be a trained psychologist to do that. There's a real... Unless you're a dude. Unless you're a dude. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. No, you know, what's interesting is that um, when you look at the hierarchy of our sort of, you know, community, the, the more helpful people are, the higher the chances that they're not males. Um, you mean the women are more helpful? It's just a simple yes. way of saying it. God, yeah. that was a roundabout, <laughs> circuitous. The higher the chances, the correlation between yeah. the helpfulness quotient. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, so something is, you know, definitely up with the EQ with you know the way um, you know we're brought up as as males, um, and something gets broken along the way, but. Um, I think I think that you know I think psychologists and all that that's all fine and well but as we go through life when we go through stuff and there's a fascinating study that talks about how all of us are going to go through at least 42 stress creating um 42 you know, 4200 yeah, 42 well, at least 42 like that's a charmed major life ones, okay. ma- major ones okay um and all of us are going to th- go through them when we go through them we don't go for, to psychologists, right? Uh, I mean, we might go to psychologists, but in a, each and every, every one of these cases, we're going to say, I want to chat with someone who's been there. I want to chat with someone who's going to have a cup of coffee with me or sit in a park with me and say, I've been there and it's going to be okay. Uh, and how can I help? So we do that thing um, throughout life. And we also are that person who gives that advice. And what we want to, and what we found a way is, is just to, to do that uh, digitally and connect people who can't meet in the park because they're in different states, they're in different countries. Uh, but you know, the the, the life paths that they've been on, um, ha, you know, should really bring them together. There's also, um, um, you know, really some interesting companies in the um, in the gaming uh, industry where. Essentially, you know, people who play games speak to each other. Um, right. So Twitch. Um, is Twitch co- sounds vulgar. Uh, well, that's, that's 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 what's going. That's on where my head your, goes. Yeah, I in know, your brain. I know. Um, so Twitch, you know, is, is a very successful, um, you know, community of gamers, and they were bought by Amazon uh, for a billion dollars. Oh, Bezos. Yeah. Um, are you gonna if if Facebook ends up creating that Libra currency? Are you gonna buy some? No. Good. Um, now, so I want to, uh, first of all, I think your app is great. And I, I'm always very passionate about, uh, I mean, I like my prime shipping. I like that I can order things and an hour later a drone comes into my house, cleans my house and delivers the package. But I love these apps that are really about true meaning and, and social change. And I want to, I, I do want to, before we end, I, I want to tell yeah, a story about, um, you know, our guides and helpers community, which is really our you know, our tour de force, our tour de force, Easter resistance. Uh, yeah. And also, you know, we just love these guys. I mean, we have 6,000 helpers right now. Wow. Uh, we have 15,000 ambassadors. And the story I want to tell is about this guy, um, rock who, uh, joined us. Uh, he's such a sweet person. He joined us, um, as a user, became a helper, then became a guide. 
And then he sends us an email um, basically thanking us for starting Wisdo and explaining to us that um, he was a firefighter in 9-11. Okay. Um, and he saw all of his, you know, some of his friends, you know, die um, and get injured. And then he um, suffered through uh, PTSD uh, and had to leave the force and uh, found Wisdo, um, you know, was encouraged by meeting people who've been there, became a guide, found his way back to helping other people. Um, and then he ends his email and message by saying, thank you for rescuing a rescuer. Uh, and that is really the vibe. Uh, that That's amazing. Seeing. I think that it sounds like there's something very powerful about uh, like group therapy. You know what I mean? Like obviously if you're sitting around people that are going through the same like grief group or you know, PTSD, it, there's something very powerful about being with people around you that have been going through the same thing. So it feels like this is kind of a virtual, not a support group because it's only one-on-one, -on -one, but as opposed to just going to therapy for PTSD with a therapist who's somewhat detached and can't really comprehend what it was like. And you're paying $500. Uh, right, where your insurance isn't covered and Jon Stewart's fighting for you to get more, exactly. you know, compensation. Uh, and there's something beautiful about having that capacity to help people and feeling like you, especially people that go into occupations like firefighting or paramedics, that that's their, that's their mission in life is to help people to feel that efficacy again after being, I remember my friend was a ER, is an ER physician and she was in New York on 9-11 and they kept waiting. They were expected to be bombarded with people. And that when they weren't, it was like, I mean, it was ho the horror of just waiting at an empty ER. I mean, yeah. that's, so I think that people that whose life is that, it gives them, they need it. They need that sense of efficacy in helping people. So that's really a beautiful story. Rock, R-O-C-K? Yeah, yeah. All of us need this. You know, it's like... I need it. I'll, I'll you know, to philosophize just for a second, you Please. know, there was this really smart Greek guy 2,400 years ago called Aristotle, and he invented, you know, drama. He invented politics. Uh, you know, this really crazy smart Smart guy. dude. Very smart dude. And one of the things that he did is... He looked at knowledge uh, and he um, decided to sort of um, figure out what is that, what, that, what's that type of knowledge that all of us need to try and acquire if we want to live well. That's how he uh -huh, okay. you know, sort of defined that. And then he looks at scientific knowledge. He looks at artistic knowledge. He looks at militaristic knowledge. And then he strikes all of them down and say, uh, says that the one type of knowledge that you need to acquire repeatedly throughout life if you want to live well is wisdom. Um, experience-based knowledge given to you but you know with empathy f by someone who's been there and the reason is and this is genius it's the only type of knowledge that you can't have too much of if you're you know if you have too much like miller militaristic like knowledge and courage you can you can become like you know careless and, and die in battle if you have too much artistic knowledge you can become aloof and like lose connections with you know what's going on in life etc etc but wisdom is this kind of thing that the more you have it the better you, you you know you are prepared to go through life, and the more resilient you'll become. Right. Um, and he called it the master virtue. So, our call to arms is you know let's bring back wisdom. Always with the military, life. you guys. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, you know my tank is parked outside. I, could, I saw it. It's a beautiful double, tank. Double, double I saw a little Russian riding on the under underside. Yeah, yeah. 
it's a it's a you know it's a, it's a bitch finding park parking but, <laughs> it's but a bitch it's so park spacey. in your tank it's so spacey you, <laughs> you know? just run over another car yeah. um i think wisdo is great uh we were chosen as number number one app on google play for 2019 in the social impact category which well, we're look at that um and because we are you know crushing loneliness um <laughs> crushing loneliness one guy at a time yeah and um uh, and we just launched our web uh kind of you know um app or whatever product but it's going to take time to evolve and mature so for now you know if you can go to the apple store to the app store or google play search for wisdom and you'll find that we'll find us there i love that boaz genius wisdom is the app uh and stand look out for some good guides and be a guide and help make the world a better place and send facebook into oblivion uh stay tuned uh i'm still in israel i'm talking to uh yonatan wexler who created a, uh, well, not created, he's part of a company called OrCam that has designed AI cameras for the blind that can help them read signs and recognize faces. It's, it's really changing the lives of people. Good people here. Good people here in this country. Lots of good sex and food. Uh, I love you all. This is Raylan Casper-White signing off. <laughs>